Ah, you damn right. Hope everybody's having a good Friday. Not just any Friday. Be careful now. It's Friday the 13th. For some of you, that doesn't matter. For my wife, all it means is go find all the movies with Jason in them and watch them back to back in a dark room and scare yourself to death. But for some of you, it really does matter. So be careful on this Friday the 13th. We'll get into some of that today as there are big, big NFL games coming up. And I'm sure a lot of folks are going to appeal to the sports mojo to try to get their wins. It's Chad and Zay on this Friday. I'm Chad Hastings, joined by Isaiah Collier. He wants a win for those Texas Longhorns tomorrow against Texas Tech. What's up, Zay? Chad, what's popping, man? Happy Friday the 13th, everybody. And yeah. Jason's a big reason why your boy didn't go camping as a kid. Is that right? Oh, no Crystal Lake? Hell no. I was not into any of those movies. It's not my thing. It's not what my wife and I agree on. I have sat through one Jason movie in the theater, and I did it for a girl. And I, I feel you. And I literally spent time. This is one of my first, really my first real girlfriend. I spent significant time during that movie with my head buried in her chest. <laughs> Cause the like, per- cause, just cause you're scared or you're just getting a little motorboat action in? Cause I'm scared. Okay, yeah. We're not gonna go public motorboating. <laughs> There's no need for public motorboating. But I realized after the first one, the first time I got scared and I literally did jump over oh. and she kind of reached out and grabbed me and I thought, well, it's not so bad. Oh, this is nice. I might be able to get through this. Yeah. I might be able to get through Crystal Lake. Oh, yeah. Scary movies when you're a teen and you got an old lady with you. Uh-huh. Could be quite, yeah, could be quite nice. Yeah, wasn't bad, wasn't bad. We made it through that one. I think that was Jason Part Seven. I think it was Part Seven mm. on that one. Uh, so we'll get into some of that. I want to get into some sports mojo talk in the crap bag because we know Cowboys fans have a huge game coming up. Do you bust out the sports mojo at this point in the playoffs? We'll get to all of that. We will jump into some NFL. Uh, quick shout out to the Mavericks who beat the Lakers last night. What up, Luca? Mm. How are you? That was a foul, ref. Double overtime. LeBron got foul. Double overtime. How dare you? How dare you? It's all good though. These refs are terrible. Boy, you talk about some. And LeBron and Luca are guys that they will complain. I mean, they'll oh yeah, they'll stare at a ref. Right? They'll give him the Tim Duncan eyes. Yeah, Luca's been complaining the ref since he was 16 years old playing in Europe. Dude, the pace of that basketball game from about three minutes to go into fourth to the end of the game. Felt like it took 10 hours. Yeah, I thought it was uh, 2016, the way Russell Westbrook was playing. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it was so bizarre. So bizarre. I thought the Lakers were going to close the door, but they didn't. So shout out to my Mavericks for getting a win. Also, Zay, we do need to give a quick shout out to an NFL player and a quick, you see, dude, that's what we're talking about, to an NFL coach. The shout out to the player is Mike Williams of the Chargers. If y'all haven't heard, Mike Williams has a small, non-surgical fracture in his back. He's expected to be out two to three weeks. Yeah. Brandon Staley, come on, man. He just went out and said this past week, I stand behind what we did in last week's game. And that means playing all of his number one guys, including Keenan Allen and including Mike Williams. Even though Mike Williams has been in and out the lineup all season long, dealing with a high ankle sprain, now he has a back injury. You should know, as his coach, the guy's injury prone. 
He is. I don't like. Is he really? Yeah, he is. Sorry, I had no idea as an NFL fan he was injury prone. Zay, that's amazing. You would figure you'd be able to figure that out. I mean, I would love to say that he'd be good for all eighteen games, and him coming out of Clemson wouldn't have that issue. But it's a problem. And yes, he's young in his very young career. But at the end of the day, though, that game last week meant nothing. So what's the point of putting your guys out there to risk something like this, knowing damn well you got to go across the country and, what, gain three hours in time going from California to Florida? So that's going to muck with you a little bit. And now you're missing your number two wide receiver. Might be number one at this point. And Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert, and all those guys, that offense, eh, they're going to be – and a little disarray yet tomorrow. That's a great point. I hadn't thought about the travel for the Chargers, but you're right, all the way across the country to Jacksonville. See, I can have, I think it's fair in a lot of situations to have, to see both sides of the argument. I'll give you the old school and the new school on this thing. I can do the old school of, hey, I don't, I don't care if anything's up for grab. You need the rhythm. You can play your guys. That's part of me. But Zay, when you know who this guy is, he's not a linebacker. He's not your right guard he's not your punter or even a tight end he is your injury prone wide receiver it's a position that's kind of thoroughbredish to start with you got to kind of be careful with him anyway and and it's both he never should have the idea of him playing both those guys is crazy every fantasy owner would have told you at kickoff Justin Herbert would have told you at kickoff yo man we got nothing to play for now this other game can't remember what Bengals Ravens or something determined that they were locked into the 5 locked in weren't going to move at that moment whoever was in charge of Keenan Allen's helmet and Mike Williams helmet Go get them at all costs. Yeah, and Keenan Allen, he's also injury prone. He missed a lot of games this year. And if you go look at the stats, both of those guys on the field makes a huge difference to Justin Herbert's success. And a big reason why Justin Herbert struggled a lot this year is because Keenan Allen and Mike Williams weren't on the field at the same time. When they are, that's why you see Justin Herbert, first quarterback in NFL history in his first three years to throw, um, to have like the most uh, total yards in the first three years for a young quarterback. So that's because he has those top-notch receivers. But Mike Williams, he ain't no Tyreek Hill type of guy where he separates from cats and he's a yard after catch type of guy. No, he's one of those we throw in the red zone. We throw all those slants and over the middle and he has to just use his body and his size to moss guys around. So he's going to get hit. He's going to take hits and he's not going to break away from guys because he doesn't have that type of speed. So, yeah, Brandon Staley, this is a bad move. And a lot of people who had Los Angeles tomorrow – might yeah. be switching that to Jacksonville. And a lot of people that had Mike Williams in uh, in a situation. Like, I've been telling people about this underdog fantasy, the gauntlet playoff, you know, best ball tournaments and stuff like that. Anybody who had Mike Williams on a team, you know they're pissed today, too. Uh, so, all the best to Mike Williams, and that is just a rough situation uh, for Staley to be dealing with. Just a, a clear and present mistake for them. That's the second game tomorrow, of course. It'll all start with Seattle and San Francisco, 3.30. Then the Jacksonville game is at 7.15. Even with that injury, great quarterback matchup with Herbert going against Trevor Lawrence. That's cool. Two young stud quarterbacks going, Who has better going hair? after. Uh, oh, Trevor does. Trevor. I think it's Trevor. Although, yeah, the one that looks more like a woman has uh, to have better hair. See, 
and immediately what I went to was the hair that is longer and more flowing. But who has the better? I just pulled my helmet off hair. Maybe Herbert. Really? He's got night. He's got night. No, he doesn't have Derek Carr's deal. Derek Carr is amazing to me. Derek Carr has the best. I just took my helmet off hair. I think I've ever seen on a quarterback. It just pops back into place magically. I have no idea how he does it. At one point, Derek Carr's head, he looked like the clown from It's hair. (laughs) His hair was so fried. Oh, it's so bizarre. They might have got rid of him for that. Both those dudes are good looking. Both those dudes have the hair, and both those dudes can throw some serious NFL passes when they need to. Can't wait to see how that game plays out because one of them takes a step. You know, one of them gets that big... Big playoff win. Maybe they're going to be fed to a wolf right after that in probably Kansas City. But just to get that big win, man. I'm, I'm pulling for the Jaguars. I've told you my daughter has fallen in love with Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Dude, my wife bought her gear. No way. Yes, she has a Jaguars, like a jersey with Lawrence and 16 on it, and a hoodie with Lawrence and 16 on the back. So I've got her interested in watching one game this weekend, and I'll just take it because she's not a big sports fan, ironically, because of who I am. But I'm just glad she wants to watch. And so all we do is we'll watch the game. She's usually distracted by social media or something. And every time he pops on the screen, I just yell, Trevor! And she looks up. Trevor! It's Trevor! I look up. She looks up, watches a play or two, and then goes back to whatever she was doing. Yo, I ain't going to lie if... They want if Disney wanted to do another version of Remember the Titans, Trevor Lawrence, he's easily sunshine. He really could. Somebody texted Trevor is an ugly woman. How dare you? I'm so- there is no need <laughs> Yo, they ain't wrong. for that. Somebody else texted it's more surprising that Keenan Allen didn't get hurt. Exactly. Uh, how are they not having him out of the game as well? That's the Specs text line for you. 337-3776. Let us know what you are thinking. Uh somebody says <laughs> I call Lawrence the snow bunny. <laughs> He does. He does kind of have that look. Somebody texted. He's sunshine. Yeah, exactly. Sunshine. Yeah. Somebody says maybe that uh, my wife influenced the the Trevor Lawrence thing. I don't think it was really her. Like I don't think she thinks he's ugly or anything. But my wife's a Steelers fan through and through. Yeah. She doesn't like anything else in the NFL. She don't want anything to do with the rest of it. So she just kind of went with the feelings and the the. Oh, no, Trevor it, Lawrence looks like a Disney character. He does. I think that's it. Like, that's it. it. He just has that warmth, Disney-looking, can't-hurt-a-fly type of look. Because if you animated him, he'd be in Frozen 3. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and, yeah, that's, I guess, yeah, she's watched so many of those things. Uh, you've uh, you've like got Like, he looks that. like, oh, boy, that was chasing around Pocahontas. Yes. I don't know his name. I don't watch yeah. Disney Channel, but he reminds yeah. me of him. Yeah, this says my foot. Uh, my 16-year-old daughter loves football because of Joey B., Burrow. I'll take it. Burrow. Right. There's another one. There's Burrow. another one. Right. Yeah. Good looking kid. And uh, the uh, the girls like watching him. Hey, if that's what gets you into football, that's cool. Uh, we'll definitely talk a lot of NFL today. Feel bad for Mike Williams, though, that he's out two or three yeah, weeks. Yeah, I do feel bad for him. That sucks for the rest of us. All right, Zay, we've waited long enough. I'm going to see if I can get you on the record now because we are on a positive train for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, it all started earlier in the week where – you know, my typical, they call me a self-loathing Cowboys fan. I don't know if that's fair. But I have said I'm picking the Bucks to win the game. But let's leave that out of it. Let's leave the realism and 27 years of sadness out of this. Chip Brown, Horns247.com, came on and he said the Cowboys should win the game. He picked the Cowboys despite the fact that he went to a Bucks game live this year and saw Tom Brady set some kind of record. Actually, it was like a bad record. It was a sack record or something like that. 
But he says it's the Cowboys, they should win. Yesterday, Jeff Howe, Cowboys fan, Horse247.com as well, he said the Cowboys are going to win. You've said you're still cooking on it. You're still simmering on it. Are you ready to make your prediction on this game? And do you think the Cowboys are getting this win? I am not ready to make my prediction. Uh, we still okay. got till Monday. All right. It is, it is Monday happen. night. You're right. You're it's right. a Monday night game. A lot of things could happen. But right now, I am leading more to the boys with the star. And okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the Buccaneers this season. They've been so inconsistent and they've been so bad on third downs. They've been so bad in the red zone. And I just think with how good Michael Parsons is how good that Dorrance Armstrong can be and Demarcus Lawrence, those guys, they're going to have the ability to get pressure on Tom Brady, even though Leonard Fournette lit them up in week one with over 100-something yards, and they ran for over 100-something yards as a whole, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't think with what we've seen this year they will be able to move the ball on the ground, which should favor the Cowboys. Now, the big question that we've been talking about all week slash all season is Dak Prescott and how good he will be and if he'll be able to break out of the slump and if Kellen Moore and Big Mike will be able to help him get out of this slump. I think so. I, I do. Mm. I think that if they utilize Tony Pollard in the pass catching game, if he gets those tight ends involved, then Dak should be able to have a solid game. But, you know, just we, we always got to worry about those turnovers with him. 15 this season, didn't play in five games. That's just unacceptable. And, you know, the talent leans Cowboys, but at the end of the day, when you've got TB12, that just scares the hell out of you. So, again, yeah. right now, I'm, I'm leaning. Cowboys, but that could change one day. So um, right now, all th- all other things equal. Let's say you know, take to try to take the sloppiness out of it or whatever. Do you trust Kellen Moore to run the ball? Do you trust him to give those guys the right amount of carries and keep Dak Prescott where you've talked about your numbers around thirty or thirty five somewhere in there. Uh... I like 30, but realistic 35. Okay, because I hear Mike Harge, who's another one of our Cowboys fans. He's in the club. Mike Harge will say he wants it under 30. And to me, I'm like, ooh, I'd love that, Harge. But to me— Sometimes that doesn't sound realistic. To me, I understand they maybe want to give him a little more. I'm I'm scared of 40. Romo got me so scared of 40 that that's my number. It it does not need to start with a 4. Brady can win that way. Dak can't. So that's my number, but if they could keep it right around, oh man, 30-35, and then what have we talked about? About 25 rushes and then some other touches for those running backs. The fear in Tom Brady should make you play smart football on the offensive side just to keep him off the field and to keep the attempts and possessions out of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' hands. That should make you run the ball. Mm-hmm. You should be letting Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard know, like, hey, we're going to need y'all because we just don't want 12 to have the ball at all. If they could control the game, the Cowboys, then they should be good. But, yeah, uh, 40, that's way too much. 35, that's perfect for me. 30 would be completely ideal. Yeah, But I, I, like I, I, I just it – all, it's all on Dak Prescott. And this is such a huge game because we know the loser is going to have some huge questions to answer in the offseason. Yeah, I keep going back to that too. What hit me this morning, I was thinking about the loser of this game. The loser 
has to make a move of some sort, don't they? Yeah, because somebody always gets blamed. Something always happens. Like the commanders right. just fired their offensive coordinator. Oh, I knew you'd, get to, went, I knew you'd get to that it, at it some point. It should have went to Ron Rivera, but they were like, yo, somebody got to go. Uh-huh. Somebody has to go. Yeah. So Ron was like, I'm all right, offensive coordinator, even though we've been mucking with Taylor Heineke and, you know, Carson Wentz all year, who I love Taylor Heineke, y'all know that, but mm-hmm. come on. He ain't no franchise quarterback. Carson Wentz, he's washed like a towel. And then you got Sam Howe, who's a third string. So shout out to the Cowboys again for letting Ron Rivera keep his job. But, yeah, like what you were saying, something has to change, and somebody's going to have to take that bullet, whoever loses this game. By the way, for the record, if the Cowboys beat the Bucks Monday night and we can make the argument that they played like garbage so that Rivera would keep his job, then I'll consider Mike <laughs> McCarthy a brilliant football mind. I'll give him all the credit in the world for that if that happens. Uh, so let's start with what Cowboy fans want. If they get the win, then on the Bucks side, has Brady played his last game in Tampa anyway? Or would that push him out of there? Talk he might want to go to San Francisco. Dream team. team his, his dream team is a kid. Talk he might go to Vegas because of Josh McDaniels. Would that start to get in motion? Or would the Bucks go out of their way to keep him by moving stuff around in the coaching staff? Does he deep down not want Bowles to be the coach? Do you go get a more offensive-minded coach and if he wants to play a couple more years? So that's if the Cowboys win. If the Bucks win the game, then it's, okay, the Cowboys won the division. You were a 12-win team that just got beat by an 8-9 and nine. Even though it's Tom Brady, an eight and nine clunky kind of team. So then it becomes does everybody come back? Are all three of your main coaches back for next year? That's really the thing for the Cowboys. Those three guys. Is there any way in 2023 that it's still McCarthy, Moore, and Quinn for next season? But don't you have that feeling that no matter what happens, the Cowboys are preparing for change? whether that's Kellen Moore moving on, we hear talks of him going to the Carolina Panthers, or whether that's Dan Quinn moving on. We hear him now, you know, maybe getting interviews with the Denver Broncos and whatnot. So I I think this is it for everybody that all the main people that you would think of being a part of this team, like – we, we know Dak ain't going nowhere. Just Jerry's not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Mike, maybe. We heard Jerry say that ain't going to happen. <laughs> okay, we'll see. So it's kind of like Jerry and Steven and that whole front office, they're preparing for a Dan Quinn move, especially you know if you're Dan Quinn, strike while the iron's hot. Why wouldn't you leave after how good your defense has been all year and just how good your name looks out there in NFL ranks? Plus, you took your team to the Super Bowl a few years ago. Like right. Dan Quinn is still very relevant. And Kellen Moore, when is it going to be his time to say, you know, I'm ready to go and be that number one guy. Yeah. I'm out of here also. Because it's his second wave of interview. You know, he got a couple last year. Yeah. That's sort of his second wave. Offense put up some numbers. You know, again this year, especially once Dak got back. Yes, the interceptions were there, but the scoring was up, and they were way up there. They're up, you know, top three, five in the league in big categories. So, yeah, that my gut right now as a Cowboys fan is I don't think each of them will be back. OCDC, no. one of those guys, one of them's gonna be gone. Right, one of them gets the move. So, yeah, and then how much does Monday night exacerbate that? How much does Monday night put the fuel on that fire? And deep down, when Jerry Jones sees it, whatever it is, on Monday night, will he then look at it and think, maybe it's not Mike McCarthy? Does Jerry have any ideas for who he really wants? I hope the people that say Sean Payton's his dream guy are right, but I don't think that's true. 
So would he just stay with McCarthy, hope Kellen Moore hangs, and then he just goes and gets a new D.C.? Yeah. The Sean Payton thing ain't going to happen. It just ain't. I don't think so. Sean, he's been there before. Already, already interviewed in Denver, and he's got another interview coming up. Yeah. With, is he going to interview? Some people want him to go to the Chargers if they get rid of. That's another thing for Saturday. Oh, Brandon Staley? Is he on the hot seat? If the Chargers lose Saturday night, especially after this injury thing we just talked about with Mike Williams mm. and the way he treated that whole thing, the way he's dealt with the roster, there's thought that the two, and apparently... Uh, what about Arizona? Sean Payton, oh, that's something to talk about too. Apparently Sean Payton has told anybody that will listen that his two dream spots are Dallas and the Chargers for some reason. Maybe it's L.A. and Dallas because of L.A. itself, but maybe he's trying to respect McVay that he knows he's a young talent and he's not moving. Those are the two apparently that he's mentioned. So you just got to kind of keep, I guess, keep your uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. Arizona's a great thing to bring up, though. Uh, by the way, I'm don't don't anybody spoil it for me. I have not finished the last episode of Hard Knocks, so don't tell me if Cliff Kingsbury gets fired or not. I, I I'm I'm not I'm not there yet. So, but yeah, that situation. Like I'm looking over your shoulder right now. Four Letter Network. Eric Bieniemy is interviewing for the coach job. Oh yeah, like things are starting to happen. God, how many times is he going to have to go through the process right? before he gets the gig? I mean, I know one of the things that everybody would want to talk about with Eric Bieniemy, but at, at some point, man, it's just the yeah, it's, you, his circumstances are so weird, and they had to change the rules. Remember a couple years ago, right? Because when you're on a really good team, a couple years ago, nobody could talk to you. So they finally put in a couple rules. Of, okay, we'll give him a little window here. Let's have a window where they can talk to the enemy because the Chiefs would go so far, and then by the time it was all done and they're out or they won the Super Bowl or lost the Super Bowl, everybody's got a coach. Yeah. It's already over. You, some things that you get penalized for is the talent on your roster. And I think when people look at Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. and they look at Andy Reid and know how brilliant of an offensive mind Andy Reid has been throughout his career and see how good Patrick Mahomes is and how, you know, Patrick Mahomes is so good at improvising and just doing stuff on the fly. Teams are looking at Eric Bielman and like, how, how much do you do? Which yeah. isn't fair to a certain <laughs> point, but they do look at him and they're like, how much do you do? On the other side of it, if you're Kellen Moore's agent, you go into these franchises and you go, hey, Cooper Rush just went 4-1 and one with this guy calling plays. Oh, my God. That's all I'd show him is that. That's hey. all I'd show him. They're like, what about Dabber? Here, here, here he, Cooper Rush. Here he is figuring out how to, yeah, here he is figuring out how to beat the, the defending champs. Yeah. Here he is figuring out how to beat the team that beat the, 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 the defending champs beat. Here he is figuring I mean, just show him all those yeah. games, man. Yeah, no, that's a great uh, a great point because who the heck looks at the Dallas Cowboys offense and thinks, boy, that Mike McCarthy's a great coach. <laughs> That's not how it works. So, yeah, all that stuff is, uh, is out there. Uh, if you have thoughts on Cowboys Bucks, if you're ready to predict what's going to happen, let us know. Somebody texted us, how many pick sixes will Dak throw this week? Well, how dare you? There's no reason to bring that up. Let's not even speak that kind of stuff into existence. One just says, how about them Cowboys in all capital letters. Uh, and another one says, Cowboys got to make it far enough to play the Niners. And renew the rivalry. Cowboys beat the Bucks. That is from Jimmy. Jimmy, I hope you are right. And of course, they could play the Niners in the next round, but a higher seed's going to have to win. So if the Giants would win, they would go to Philly before the Cowboys, 
and that would do it. Then the Cowboys would have to go to San Francisco. Yeah, I'm no Mike Dicka, but Dak, maybe if the play that we're throwing is to the right, maybe we shouldn't look at the right the whole entire time before we throw it. Mm, That's just, you know, again, there, I'm no Mike Dicka. There I'm are, just saying. There are times when, if like the, the analogy I always use is, when sometimes when a, if a quarterback was Superman using his heat vision, how quickly would the receiver explode? And Dak melts these dudes in like two seconds. And, 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 and you combine those two plays, he was staring out there for what felt like ten full, yeah. ten full counts. It happened fast, but oh my god! You, yeah, these cornerbacks and stuff—they're in the NFL for a reason. And they I'll, sniffed that out in the heartbeat. Also, real quick before the break, did you see Dak's body positioning on that first one? I don't know if I've ever seen anybody like Patrick Mahomes thinks that was bad body, but like he was the weight was going backwards, both feet off the ground, just kind of, it, was, it was crazy, man. It's like, come on, dude, you yeah. gotta do not watch Brett Favre highlights before you go play in games. No, they, and that was a great breakdown they did on the last Packers game where they showed Brett jumping off, jumping both feet, and Aaron Rodgers, yeah, jump, but, but jumping with both feet and. Uh, Collinsworth said it. You cannot do that unless you have a howitzer for an arm. Yeah, Brett Favre, and, da- and Dak frankly does not. Doesn't Brett Favre have the most interceptions in NFL history? Uh, ooh, that's a good question. I don't know if it's the absolute most, but he's right there. Now, if, it, if it's not him, he's second or third. Now, it's give and take because you look at the NBA, the guys with like the top assist rankings like Stockton and Magic and all those guys, they're always on the top of the turnover rate. They also too. have the turnover. So just, it's, it's yeah. always you know give and take, but just, still. Right, just like the home run guys or the strikeout guys. Yes. Same thing like yeah. that. You're high yeah, up yeah, on both yeah. of those yeah, lists. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's fair. Alright, a lot of NFL to get to. Let us know what you think of the games. Two games tomorrow, three on Sunday, and of course then we're back on Monday to keep uh, previewing Cowboys, Bucks. We get a final look at that injury report on Monday. That's going to obviously tell us a whole lot about what Monday night could be. Now, tomorrow night, there's a big basketball game with Texas and Texas Tech. It was going to be even bigger, but we all know the circumstances uh, that made it a little less. But it's still a big time game for this team trying to keep momentum. Zay's got the right call segment coming up for you to let you know what he's looking for with Texas and Texas Tech. And then coming up in the crap bag, we'll start talking about the mojo, the sports guy. And what you do as a sports fan on a Friday the 13th. Stay with us. It's the Horn. Come on now. All right. The pro wrestling fans in the state of Texas, they're remembering an entrance from back in the day. I think this was Carrie Von Erich. One of the Von Erichs came into Stranglehold. Strang- okay. Stranglehold by Ted Nugent, right? Ted Nugent, yeah. Yeah, baby. Terrible Ted, the madman himself. Ted Nugent gets us started today. Chad and Zay with you. There's a lot of football stuff out there. We're going to talk to uh, the degenerate himself, Brandon Lang, coming up at 105. What does he think of Cowboys minus two and a half? What does he think of the two big lines in the NFL? Um, Bengals, well, there's three of them, really. Niners buy a lot, Bengals buy a lot, Bills buy a lot. Would he tell you to lay it? Would he tell you it's going to be a blowout in all three cases? Or does he have a different feeling? Because I think, I think Cincinnati's going to smash Baltimore. 
I think that one's out of control. I think the Bills are going to bust up the Dolphins. We talked about that yesterday with that third-string quarterback. And then the Niners and Seahawks, that might be the one that I wouldn't lay the points on. Be careful. All three of those games are the third game, and all three of those teams are division. Or I mean, three of those games are division true. games. So That's a good point. Division games are always different. You know, they – each team knows each other so well that games are just strictly based off will. So I, I get what you mean on, you know, the Bengals blasting the Ravens, especially with their quarterback situation. But, oh man, third time playing as a division rival, those are going to be tough ones to pick yeah. no matter what. Before we get into uh, some Texas basketball thoughts in the right call segment, uh, I don't think I've ever asked you this. So we, you've established that you are – a Cowboys hater in a way, at least for this yeah. for this game, you're going to root against the Cowboys. Yeah, absolutely. Do you love tr- Cowboys '90s? This version Cowboys. Uh. Okay. Do you truly have an NFL team you root for? No. Okay. Do you have any you hate? Like hate, hate, never root for them. Are the Cowboys in kind of that category? No. Okay. I'm more hate Cowboys fans. Yeah, they can get a little weird. Yeah. That's true. So you don't have like my feelings on Seahawks Niners. You don't want to see the Seahawks win fifty eight to nothing. No. Okay. I, I need to see good football. I, at this point in the playoffs, I need to see good football every week. So the top yeah. teams that win, that's what I want to see. It's always big, man. Best two weekends of football uh, in the year, according to a lot of people, are coming up, and we'll be talking about plenty of that. Brandon Lang coming up at 105. Jeff Ketchum of Orange Bloods at 205, a massive Cowboys fan, just like I am and many of you are, so we'll get his thoughts on it. Ketch Ketch has lived through a lot of the Cowboys pain of the last 25 to 27 years. We'll get his thoughts on what he thinks happens Monday night. But right now, we need to get you to the thoughts about tomorrow night. The Texas basketball team will take on Texas. Texas Tech. That's his Texas men's, of course. They are 3-1 and one in conference play, looking for win number four. Zay, let's get to the right call segment and give us your thoughts on this game that is not quite as big a deal as it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Chad. The right call segment is brought to you by Syntex Tickets. Go to SyntexTickets.com for your sports tickets, concert tickets, theater, stand-up, etc. Syntex Tickets got you. Check it all out at SyntexTickets.com. You hear Bucky Gobble on these air ways all the time bumping syntax tickets syntax tickets.com all right chad so the horns tomorrow night seven o'clock at the moody center against texas tech the and four in big 12 play texas tech which you can't look at that record you know this team is still a high quality basketball team that's just playing in a really really good conference and they've ran into some really good teams just at the wrong time and Texas Tech, they've had a couple of these teams on the ropes. Their first game in the Big 12, they had TCU up by double digits at one point. The next game they played Kansas, they only lost by three, had a chance to get a last-second shot. Pop Isaacs, the freshman point guard for Tech, falls on the ground, and K.J. Adams, Westlake alum, goes on the other end for Kansas and dunks it to give them a two-point lead to make it 75-72. So all their games have been pretty close except for – when they went to Ames 
a couple of nights ago and got blasted by Iowa State. And Iowa State, who looks really good right now for TJO's team, I nobody wants to play them, including Texas, who has to play them next week. That's going to be a tough one, but you can't look too far ahead. This Texas Tech team is still good. They're hungry right now, and they're desperate. You know, one thing about a scary team, uh, you know, the scary or the more desperate a team is, the more scary a team is because they know that their March Madness hopes are slipping out of their fingers. And Mark, Mark Adams, his crew, known for their defense, he's known for his defense ever since he was in those Juco days. They're going to come in trying to lock up. Now, their problem is offensively, they've had a ton of issues. Pop Isaacs, their freshman, he might be their best player, but the ball's not in his hands, I don't think, as much as it should be. They got Davion Harmon out of Ditton Geyer, who went to Oklahoma, then went to Oregon. Now he's back in his home state playing for Texas Tech. He's solid, but he could take some very ill-advised shots. And Kevin O'Banner, he's a solid player too, but if he's not knocking down that three, he's their leading scorer at 16 a game, then he could be limited. So if the Horns play defense like they've been playing these last few games and they start better than they did against TCU, then they should be fine tomorrow with Timmy Allen. I heard uh, Coach Terry this morning with BNE. Go check that out. That was a great interview. But with the way Timmy Allen's playing, with the way Marcus Carr's been playing all season long, Dylan DeSue, he's finally getting that confidence and getting his spring back and knocking down shots. Dylan Mitchell, he's been a good key guy. The key is Tyrese Hunter. Is he going to be able to just bring the horns a little something, you know? Remember at the beginning of the season, Chad, we were talking about Timmy Allen and when will he start coming along? And right. Tyrese, Hummer was, uh, Tyrese Hunter was balling, and now it's flipped. You know, Timmy Allen's playing well, and Tyrese Hunter's been struggling. Both of those guys haven't played well at the same time. If they do, meaning everybody else plays well too, then the Horns, we haven't seen the best of them yet. So that's very exciting, but they can't look too far ahead. They got a tough Texas Tech team coming in. I don't care if they're 0-4 in the Big 12. And, yeah, it's going to be a dogfight no matter what. A couple quick questions for you. If you had to have only one of them have a good game, which one is it? Uh, Tyrese Hunter and Hunter and Allen. Oh! If I tell you at tip, one of them's going to have double figures and have a really good game. The other one will be in single digits. Which button do you press? Who do you want to have the double figures? Uh, I would say Timmy Allen. I think I would too. I would say Timmy Allen because Tyrese Hunter, he does so many other things for you. He can still impact it. That can impact the other the way, game. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He could get you steals. He could guard. He could get assists. And he had a good balanced game besides the scoring against TCU. Just, you know, we heard Jeff Howell on our show yesterday talk about his cramps issues coming back up again. That's scary. Yeah, they got to figure it out, man. But, but also – when Timmy Allen has a bad game, there's really nobody to replace that. It's not like Dylan Mitchell is going to come in and, you know, take those points that Timmy Allen would get you if he mm. were to play well. It's not like Brock would do the same thing either. Hopefully Dylan DeSue could keep playing well, but, you know, there, there's really not anybody that could fill those shoes for a Timmy Allen if he does have a bad game. Serge Abari Rice... He's proven that if Tyrese Hunter struggles, he can come in and close out games and guard the best player on the other yeah. team and be able to put up points on the other end. So, yeah, I, even though we need Tyrese Hunter to play well, I think Timmy Allen just being consistent is huge for the Longhorn success. That's the other question I had for you. Based on what you've seen, I know you you like him a lot of Longhorns, love him too, The, the everything that he provides. Would you change anything about Jabari Rice's usage on this team? No. 
You like what they're doing? Yeah, yeah. People always look at, you know, who starts. It's about who finishes games. Right. It's not about who starts games. It's about who finishes games. And he's at, who's in there in the last two minutes. Yeah, he's at 22 minutes in this last game. Mitchell was 23 and DeSue was 23, just to let everybody know. Like, that's how it's comparing. He's getting a good hunk of minutes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's only a 40-minute game. I mean... Tyrese, uh, I'm sorry, Serge Ibari Rice, he's been terrific. And, you know, there's some games that he won't score, but he'll do little things, just things that don't make in the stat sheet. So when he starts scoring, that just elevates the horns and makes them look even better. So, yeah, I we need Tyrese Hunter to start playing well because this schedule coming up, it just gets tougher. You still haven't played Kansas yet. You got them twice. You still got to go to Manhattan and play this very hot Kansas State team. Yeah, you I, do. I just mentioned. Iowa State, who's going way over expectations. They just blew out this Texas Tech team that's coming in. You got them next Tuesday, and then you still got to play that team out of Waco twice also. I was going to say, can't forget about Baylor. Yeah, and you got that random BS game against Rick Barnes' crew, who might be a team that could win it all in Knoxville. That's there, too. Yeah. So, which will be fun for Coach Terry and Rick Barnes. They had a great relationship when Coach Barnes was here. That was one of Coach Coach Barnes' assistants. So, uh, it doesn't get any easier. And, you know, when you have so much experience, all these five-year seniors, six-year seniors, you know, like a Timmy Allen, like a Marcus Carr, that's good because they they relish in these things. They want the competition. They thrive in the competition. And they're not going to back down. So you, you want that for the younger guys like Dylan Mitchell and Arterio Morris. So Arterio Morris, hopefully he comes along too. His minutes have been so sporadic. I, it's so hard for him to get a rhythm. I thought he played pretty well in the Oklahoma game. He hit a couple of threes. And he had a nice little stint in the TCU game where he missed that layup but got that tip in to tie the game when the horns were coming back too. So everybody just stayed. Staying consistent and staying even kill and not looking too far ahead, taking care of what's uh, what's right in front of you, and that's Texas Tech tomorrow, 7 o'clock. All right, that is the right call with Zay. We do that leading into every Longhorn basketball game. Texas and Texas Tech tomorrow at 7, like Zay just told you. It'll be right here on the Horn. All right, coming up at 105, Brandon Lang of BrandonLang.com. We'll talk about the NFL Wild Card Weekend. What is he like? Plus, we'll finish off with a college basketball idea from him because he's always got a college basketball team or two that he's looking at. We will do that. Up next, though, let's talk sports superstitions on a Friday the 13th. Cowboys fans, got anything special planned for Monday night? We'll talk about it on the Horn. Oh, good Lord, yes, on a Friday. Friday the 13th. See what you're doing there? It's fantastic. Yeah, you set me up. There's never, ever a bad reason to play this song. So, Friday the 13th, perfect reason. Sunny yeah. sunny day, perfect reason. You're in a good mood, perfect reason. Bad mood, perfect reason. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Always a good time. But yeah, a little superstition on Friday the 13th. Now, is there going to be like that kind of theme continue, or are you just going to do no. that once? No, we'll see. I mean, if you say something... Okay. That sways me. Yeah, no, we'll I, see. I, I hadn't really thought of that that path. But this song, so this is one of my Don't Unplug Me Yet songs. My wife knows if we're ever in a situation where we got I'm hooked up to a machine 
They're about to make the choice. They're going to be a list of songs they have to play in the room just to make sure I don't move, and this is one of them. Ah, okay. Because I don't think you can hear Superstition without moving. Something moves, Yeah. right? There's something about this song that makes your head bob a little bit, makes your eyes close up, makes your face go ugly, because it's so damn good. Yeah. Do not fully trust anyone who tells you they hate this song. Yeah, Stevie did this. Yeah. He did a lot, but he did this. I've never met anyone who tells me they hate this song, but if I ever do, I'm running. I'm running the other way. Stevie Wonder and Ted Nugent. Already an interesting combo there. I don't think they've ever been on the same bill. That'd be a wild night. That'd be a wild night at the concession stand is what that would be. Stevie Wonder, Ted Nugent getting us started musically today on the horn here on Chad and Zay. Ball Don't Lie coming up with Rod and Harge as soon as we are done uh, Brandon Lang coming up at 105. We're talking a lot of NFL. Obviously, we're getting uh, some good stuff in on the Specs text line, 337-3776. By the way, one of our pro wrestling fans let us know, Ted Nugent's stranglehold, they believe, was the Kevin Von Erich intro. Kerry Von Erich was Tom Sawyer by Rush. Uh, because, if I'm not mistaken, I think... He would have been known as the modern-day warrior, and they sing it in the song, modern-day warrior today. Yeah, so uh, that would make sense. So there you go. Thank you to the pro wrestling crowd. It's not just me. It's not just me. Not just me. Somebody did verify Zay Brett Favre does have the most interceptions in NFL history. I knew it. Yeah. He took, out. he took a chance or two. Yeah, he did. He he, he was a gunslinger. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Um, whether he was throwing passes or trying to build buildings, he would definitely take a chance <laughs> or two back back in the day. All right, he's let, a good father. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, he's just looking out for the kids. He's looking man. out for his daughter. Uh, let's get into the crap bag. We'll talk sports superstitions and see what else is in there. Here we go. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just. Think of a bag of crap. All righty. Brought to you by AV Consultations. 255-8678 or go to avconsultations.com. I was reminded of this topic because, A, it's Friday the 13th, and I think it's always interesting to talk about what sports fans will do. But we had a Longhorn fan yesterday say, oh, man, every time I watched Texas the other night against TCU, they played bad. So I just turned it off. And they won the game. <laughs> so, Zay, that's one of my favorites. It's not me. I can't be that guy that says not watching the game is what I do. But I've met people that are like that. In fact, my father-in-law and wife are like that with their Steelers. If the Steelers are getting beat, my wife leaves the room and then follows it on her phone. And she doesn't want to watch. My, my father-in-law will get away from it totally. He'll just get away and come back later and check. Now, that would drive me crazy. That would make me more nervous and flip out. But some people believe in that. In fact, Craig Way, I believe it's Craig, has a brother that claims that North Carolina won a national championship when they were kids in basketball because he hid in the bathroom. Like, he believes it. Huh. Firmly. I mean, I think Dean Smith was a decent coach, but I get it. Yeah, you know, I mean, it could have been that. It could have been that. But uh, I also am a firm believer in the sports gods, and sometimes you have to try to influence those sports gods. So I want to know, Cowboys fans, what are you cooking up for Monday night? Is there anything you do here? Because I, for me, all it's going to be is I'll be wearing a Cowboys shirt. I believe in that. By kickoff, i got to be in the shirt, and then if they suck, I have to change shirts. Go to something else. Suck by win. Um, Halftime. If they go down like 
two full scores, I might change the shirt. Okay. I'm pacing after one score, probably changing after two. Jeez, you're pacing after one score? Yeah, depending on what the score looks like. Well, yeah, that's true. If it's a pick six, especially. Yeah. yeah. But you know what I mean? I mean, that's, that's, that's the deal. So that's kind of all I do, and I'll have some mojo in the house. I have the mini helmets and stuff we've talked about. So I'll have cowboy stuff set up. I'm going to leave all the buck stuff like upstairs and not have it out around the TV. I haven't worn buck stuff to work all week. I'm trying to stay away from that. Um, so that's kind of what I'm doing, but I want to know what Cowboy fans are doing. Do you have a lucky jersey? Is it like the Emmett Smith jersey you have to wear? Like, what do you have to do? Like old Deion Sanders Cowboys bandana. Ooh, that'd be dope. That's a good call. <laughs> old Deion dope. Sanders. Do you have, if you're older, even older school than that, do you have like a Hollywood Henderson, you know, yeah. jersey or some kind of Hollywood Henderson outfit? Or do you, you have, have like a Daryl Moose Johnson neck roll? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I'd wear the neck roll. I'd wear the neck roll. Somebody said, I'll change shirts, flip the hat, break out a new glass to use. That's Nate. Changing the whole vibe. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, Nate. Changing the glass you're drinking out of. Yep. Okay. That's fair enough. Somebody said, I just bought a cowboy ribeye. There you go. That's what we're talking about. That's (laughs) what I'm talking about. Sports mojo, baby. We got to do our part. You have to do your part to try to help out. That's it. That's it. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, what yeah, my is dad was huge in like the superstition stuff. Like he was big on we couldn't. You're talking about as a fan or as a coach? As a coach, oh, but not on the that. court. Oh, okay. Like if we were walking together and then there was a pole, he would make me walk on the same side as him. Ooh. And he would like grab me if I wasn't. Just you or everybody? Everybody. Every player had to walk on the same side of the pole he did? Yeah, oh, if right. he was walking with you at that point of time. Is this... Anywhere, walking into Anywhere. the gym. This could be day off and you're, yes. at a, you're at a mall. Yes. Wow. I don't know if he's still like that, but, yeah, he was like that back in my high school days. I mean, we know some athletes back in the day would eat the same thing every day, the famous Wade Boggs story of eating the same chicken every single day, but that's a player. I'm talking about fans. I'm talking about what are you doing, eating, watching, saying, how do you deal with it? Like, I'm, one thing I never do, especially playoff time, I don't do much pregame. Five minutes max. I don't do a lot of pre. I don't. I'm not gonna sit there for like an hour and cook on it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't do that. I've got to just be kind of doing other things, straightening up stuff at the house, and then maybe like for Monday night, what seven fifteen on the kick, seven ten. I might turn the TV on, but I don't leave a lot of pregame going because it makes me too nervous. Legalizing on the specs text line said, "I have a comeback bong." <laughs> <laughs> yes, a come. Uh-oh. And then do you have a comeback strain, and if the strain doesn't work, you go to yeah, another strain? Strains, yeah, <laughs> if the indica's not hitting right, then go to that sativa and see how that's hitting. Or then, both not hitting, go see how that hybrid's doing. That's awesome. It says I don't do anything because they seem to hurt my heart. Oh, no, the Cowboys will do that. That's what you got to be careful about. That's another reason I do the mojo stuff is because otherwise I'll just get too nervous. I have to feel like I'm doing something because they always make me nervous. The Cowboys make me in, whatever this tells you about my fandom of these two teams, which I know I'm not supposed to have two, but whatever, I am infinitely more nervous watching the Cowboys play than the Bucks. The Bucks are, I'm not saying it's extra, it's just that's something I chose as a child. Yeah. The Cowboys are ingrained in me at birth. That was, that was put into me as a baby. So there's different nerves that go with it, and it drives me more crazy. I get more upset at those losses than I do the Bucks, And it's the PTSD that you've had to see with the Cowboys yes. in the last 20 years. Yes. It just builds that up. 
and, and up. Yeah, and it's the Dez game, and it's Romo and that snap, and it's Aaron Rodgers rolling left, and it's the Eagles 44-6, to and it's the catch, and yes, it's all that. You know what's ironic? You should go see what Aaron Rodgers did and the pills that he took to calm him down. And maybe take some of that. That might help you out. Are you saying I should go on an ayahuasca retreat? <laughs> Is that what I need yeah, to do? Whatever he did, ayahuasca, Percocet, Xanax, whatever he did, it helped. If you have any Cowboys mojo ready to go for Monday, let us know. So far, my favorite is the Cowboy ribeye. I hadn't thought of that. That's a good idea. That is a good one. I like the Cowboy ribeye. Along those lines, when the Bucks played the Raiders in the Super Bowl, I decided to go buy a drink that was labeled black and silver and then consume that drink. So, like, I was consuming the Raiders, and it would help the Bucks beat them, and it worked. So how dare all of you think I'm stupid? That's how far I went on that one. That's how dumb I was. It was like a Smirnoff Ice black yeah. label, and I was just killing them because it was black and silver. I was no, trying to get rid of the black and silver. No Derek Brooks, no John Lynch, no Warren Sapp. I don't trust y'all's defense tonight. I'm going to take this shot to the head. Woo. This is going to help. I wish I felt as confident about anything on Monday night, either side, than I did about that Bucks defense. That I, defense was so good. Because I knew it. I knew it. Like Simeon Rice? I knew Come it. Come on. Yeah, I haven't told you this one yet. Um, I've said it on the air a few times, though. Um, I did not tell anyone at the time, but I ordered the NFC Championship gear and the Super Bowl Championship gear before they played the wild card game. Wow. Or the division game, whichever was their first playoff game. I ordered it before their first playoff game because I knew. I knew. Didn't tell. Knew. I didn't tell anybody because of the mojo, right? I didn't want to be that guy. I didn't want to brag about it ahead of time. But I ordered all that stuff because I knew it. Rich Gannon was the MVP that year. You weren't nervous about that? No, because I knew deep down that the coach being on the other side and yeah. that defense no, getting a little inside info, and right. it all played out that way. Now I didn't know that the opposing center was gonna go go oh, bi- yeah. literally go bipolar in Tijuana, but still. <laughs> That was that to me. That was going to be the Bucks. That was going to be the Bucks year, man, and it did. It happened. Uh, not as confident about Monday night, any part of either one of those teams, but we'll see what it looks like. Up next, does Brandon Lang feel confident in the Cowboys minus two and a half, or would he take Brady at home as a home dog? We're going to find out. Brandon Lang is coming up, and if you don't know what that means, brace yourself. Join us. Stay put. You'll find out on the horn.